Traveling a Friday combat On a hippie trail head full of zombies I met a strange lady She made me nervous Well, thanks for tuning in. This is Matt Santos, and you are listening to the Mile High Show podcast. All of our back episodes are available at milehighshow.com, and this is going to be episode 236. 236, and I am recording this on a beautiful patio. I'm going to just give out your GPS coordinates and the address, and and I'm going to need your social. We are at, uh, I am sitting on the deck, the patio of Becky Dalkey's house and watching Becky Donkey's mom's the back of her head through the window <laughs> playing her games so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna hit pause here for a moment and then we're gonna uh, have Becky come back to the microphone we've been we've been on mic like all afternoon yes we have get that in nice and close and you can go up and down or lower or whatever yeah because I feel like it's my nose is not going to be able to really speak nose vision my nose speaks all I, the time your nose spe- yeah. it's like hello How's that? Is that better? That sounds great. We will be back with Becky in just a minute. Well, you better run and you better take cover. Yeah, yeah. We're back with Becky Donkey sitting on your beautiful, beautiful patio. Thank you. Deck Thank patio. you very much. Yeah, it's it. This is a pretty, a pretty nice. Uh, Pretty nice view. Nice little spot. Now, you've been on the show several times over the past few years. Uh, we're going to double back, cover some stuff we already did, but we're going to start with where we just left uh, over at the radio station. See, I can't plug the podcast on radio, but I have no problem plugging the radio on the podcast. I like that. That's so good. KQ&A, the <laughs> Arizona Hometown Radio Group, Sanford Cohen. Is the owner there, and then my buddy Bill Monroe, who mm-hmm. runs the board. We just got done recording a talk of the town, yes. where I have to sit and talk with people about politics and budgets and roads. So today was actually fun. Uh, I'm I'm glad I had fun. I snuck in Becky as a musical guest, and then I had two women from Laser, uh, uh, Kathy, and then Carol from the Chino Valley uh, Equestrian Park. Um, so it was it was non political, non budgetary stuff. Which uh, I man, my eyes just gloss over when I have to talk about a council meeting. Not that they're not important. It's important that we know what's going on in the community. But man, we were talking off off mic when you you're showing me around the house. I am like the least political person in the world, and the bulk of my job is dealing with politicians. (laughs) But at least it's on a local level. I've had to do some national and statewide stuff. Mm -hmm. At least you know we're we're talking things like dog parks and. And and streetlights, not uh, not uh, major major issues. So yes, not the whole other craziness. Yeah, the yes. not so stuff. So let's. Yeah. Uh, so we we had a good chance a good chance to talk in there. We were talking mm-hmm. about Becky Fest, which yes. of course is going to come up August eighth. August eighth. 
we're recording this. I don't even know what date it is, Today but it'll be is up. like the 19th of July. It'll, it'll be up in a day or two. So we're going to yeah. run this. So Becky, I'm putting it on you. Nobody tunes into this podcast to listen to me. Nobody. Oh, th- what do you they mean? They tune in to listen to the guests. <laughs> so we're we're going to ride your coattails. My coattails. To, uh, to get some listenership here because I've been slacking for over a year. You, oh, uh, I've been <laughs> I don't think you've been slacking. I think we have... We had to have we we happened to have a pandemic that happened. Well, pandemic pandemic. <laughs> Haven't you heard? It's all fake. <laughs> I don't know. I had it. It was not fake. <laughs> okay, let's let let's go. Let's go. I I I hate I I, I hate to say because I don't think like I said I am I am politically neutral. Having said that, when people make certain things political. <laughs> It drives me nuts. A uh, mutual friend or acquaintance of ours, a friend of mine, I don't, I don't want to put you... Yes. Les Lyman. Uh-huh. He, he... I haven't talked to him in a while. Les, if you're listening to this, we I love you. you and we miss you. But we have had deep, long conversations because he is a, is a kind of a political junkie. He likes to delve in. And I'm not. Yeah. It just... It, my eyes start going backwards. Mm-hmm. And, and we've argued the point where I say I do not get political, and he goes, well, everything's politics. And to me, it's not. I know for some people it is, and more power to you. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. But for me, I always have to preference things like even with Chino politics, where I work. It's not that I don't care what happens in my community. I just don't care about the politics. Yeah. And when people started making things like common courtesy – and not I, I you know why is common courtesy and and putting the thoughts and feelings of your neighbors ahead of your own why did that become a political football and as I have no idea yeah isn't it crazy I I think I I mean I just I I always think about my neighbors I mean it's just a just a it's com it's common, common sense. Common sense, common courtesy. It's common sense. <laughs> it's common but it's like but I mean but y'all we all have we all live our lives. We all we have uh, our we have to live our lives and as yeah, but, Becky, I'm sure you've noticed just in our few minutes sitting here. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm a spit talker. When I talk things fly. You're out. the you're a spit talker? <laughs> so covering my face, especially in a pandemic. It seemed like the thing to do. My wife's been wanting me to wear a mask for 20 years, but she wanted the whole face mask. Um, I, I, I'm constantly in my vehicle. I drive. I spend most of my working day going from location to location. Yeah. So, you know, you grab a bite when you can. You can. You, you've done traveling, which we're going to talk oh, about. Yeah. I have not gone without a hand sanitizer in a cup holder Mm -hmm. for years in my vehicles Mm -hmm. because that's how I, you know. So it wasn't that much of a switch. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't want to downplay the fact that it was a horrible thing that we've Mm -hmm. all experienced Mm -hmm. in one way or another this past year. But things like not hoarding toilet paper, washing my hands, not coughing on people. Mm That's just kind of normal, everyday, be a good person stuff. Yeah. And when that started becoming, oh, you're weak. Oh, that's what you, you're, you're a guy who doesn't want to spit on people. What's wrong with you? It just was odd it, it, to it, me. It, 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 is, it, was, it was weird. It's weird. Um, it's, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I always just, I just put it on as like, you know what? 
I'm going to wear a mask. I mean, I don't, I don't wear a mask right now because I've been vaccinated yeah. and I totally know what, what COVID is. Yeah. Um, my, we, mom and I had it at the same time, oh, which wow. was, which was really fun. Um, <laughs> and we got it. We actually, I, we, it was a Christmas present. <laughs> It was. It was a lovely Either Christmas that or Cole, present. Evidently, you weren't a good person. Oh God! <laughs> I I I don't know, but it was it was not fun. So just this past so just this past six months ago. Yeah. So whatever it is, eight just, months ago. Yeah, it was not fun. I want to definitely get to that. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna we're get, get we're gonna we're gonna stuff. we're getting into that. One of the things we were talking about mm-hmm. both on radio over at KQ and A, talking mm-hmm. the Quad Cities. And off my gear <laughs> was how 2020 was going to be the Becky year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Becky Fest has been a successful show, a well, uh, ex- uh, not expected, anticipated. People mm-hmm. look forward to it. Yeah, You were already busy in and around the local scene and out in the Verde doing some shows, some winery things mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Yeah. You... Uh, had some open mic stuff going that you were running at Tony Two's and PV and a couple mm-hmm. other locations. Yep. And 2020 springtime's coming. You're about to jump off and do some touring. And then the world ended. Then, then, then everyone's like, you have to stay home. And I went, what? <laughs> now, well, so what did, how, when, when, I remember specifically we were talking about where I was. We, you know, I was hosting a show Mm -hmm. locally, a comedy show. Stepped out of the room and looked up at the TV at the venue where we were at in a Mm -hmm. separate room near the bar. And the NBA canceled the remainder of the season. Mm -hmm. Stopped a game mid-game and canceled the game in the middle of the season, ending it. Mm -hmm. Um, I had several shows lined up. So when when you started. Because we were hearing trickles in of things overseas and in France, and then mm-hmm. New York got hit, and other parts of the world, other parts of the country. When it started hitting close to home, what started going through Becky's mind? What was going through? I was, I really, I just didn't know what to expect. I mean, what was actually going through my mind was that um, my mom, mom, my mom had had rotator cuff surgery in February, and so. We were kind of, we were having to stay at home, but I was like, oh, great, I can go, you know, I can at least yeah. go do some gigs and stuff. And then it was like, okay, now we have to stay home. And we had already been, we were in, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. We were in Quartzsite. We were selling stuff as, because mm-hmm. you've seen my house <laughs> and all the stuff that's here. We decided, hey, let's go to Quartzsite and, and stay in Quartzsite for six weeks. Um and not be able to go anywhere except just yeah to the to the store or go eat, and then we couldn't like move Ruby, my my uh, RV. Gonna, we are gonna um, get to Ruby. I know we're gonna get to Ruby, <laughs> but um, that was real. That was just really that was just not fun. So what and were then, you thinking when that started? When we started getting the COVID reports, were you thinking okay, a month, couple of weeks? I didn't know anything. Yeah. I didn't. I really didn't know anything because there. I felt we weren't getting the information. We were getting this back and forth, like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, it's going to be gone in a couple of days. It's going to be this. It's going to be that." And I'm like, "I want to listen to the, I want to listen to the people that are 
that know the stuff. I don't want to listen to somebody who's like going, well, this is going to be, you know, I, I, I felt like it was more of a, this is happening, but we need to be, there's other things that need to be front and center instead of this thing that yeah. we don't know what it is, you know? And I always err on the side of caution. Yeah. Then, then just go, ah, I don't, it's have, nothing. Have you always been like that? I, yeah, I think I do sometimes. There's really, there, there are things where it's like, I would rather. Yeah. Because you never I, know what it's what, never what's going to happen. I never did. Mm-hmm. I erred on the side of, will I, and I'm not even joking, will I be able to make bail before I got to go back to work? I mean, I spent <laughs> a lot of my years doing that, 80s, yeah. certain parts of the mm-hmm. 90s. I never planned past, like, the next paycheck kind of thing. Yeah. I just, it wasn't in my mind to do that. It wasn't, and which I don't understand why, because my parents weren't like that. Yeah. My parents were very responsible people. I don't know what happened to me. Um it changed when I got married mm-hmm. to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but, and I can say this confidently because I know my wife never listens to a podcast, mm-hmm. especially one that I'm on. <laughs> um, I did not change enough and it drove her crazy. Mm-hmm. A turning point for us, I mean, it did, perfect example. Mm-hmm. When we moved here to Arizona in 2004 mm-hmm. from California, I moved because I was offered a job transfer to this area. Mm-hmm. We bought a house sight unseen on the internet. <laughs> and two weeks after we moved here, I quit that job. Oh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's... Obviously, everything worked out because I'm not homeless and I'm not asking to sleep on your couch downstairs. Yes. <laughs> so things worked out. But the real kicker for me to start looking at the let's err on the side of caution mm-hmm. was when my son was born. Mm-hmm. Because now it's like, oh, there's a little person that lives mm-hmm. in this house. Well, now I can start going back to my old ways because now he can take care of himself. But for a long time, it was like, he can't get his own food. He can't. Oh, he's almost 12. I think I can go back to my 1988 Matt <laughs> Santa. No, I will no. not. I will not. <laughs> no. But that was such a kicker. Then it was like, oh, I have to think, and I should have been in full honesty, I should have been thinking that way when I was single and definitely should have been thinking that way once I became a husband, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't Mm -hmm. to a certain extent. Yeah. Certain extent I was. Yeah. But I was not acting the way that (laughs) grownups do. (laughs) And and then now I'm like, okay, now how do I plan for 10 years from now? How do I plan for next year? Mm -hmm. And I, it's... You don't have kids, and you were already acting like an adult. That blows me away. I well, I, my <laughs> life. My, there was a lot that happened in my life that I, that got me into this. But I, yeah, I mean, I just I've always aired because I, I I grew up. You know, there was always something going on that I'm like, okay, I've got to stay yeah. in it. I had, especially in high school, I was the first one of my friends to get a car and have and be able to drive. So I drove everyone. Ah. So I had to be I had to be the responsible one because 
everyone else was going out to parties. I'm like, okay, I'm here. Can we go now? Because I'm really kind of bored with all of you being drunk ass <laughs> people over there. Um, we, all my buddies, then, we all got our licenses and cars at the same time, mm-hmm. so we should not have lived past 18. Yeah, it, and and I I did because I was the I had to Mama Becky. You know, I was. <laughs> I, you know, and my and, and my brother's probably not going to be happy. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, he had he, the one who lives down the street here. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was there was there was a time where he had he lost his license due to some um, some mischief underage of uh, consumption. I'll say that. <laughs> um, you know, and that because it was just it, they changed the drinking age from 19 to 21 the year that he turned 19. Uh, oh, <laughs> and he so should have been grandfathered. He, yeah. sh- he should have, but that didn't happen. No, they didn't, they weren't gonna grandfather him, and I don't know why. <laughs> but, um, I learned a really, I re- learned the lesson that if you do something not good against the law, you lose things. There you are lose, consequences. there's consequences, and I'm like, I want to be able to do everything I want to do without having to worry oh. about it. And and then later in life, you know, it was more or less, t- you know, took care of my, my dad yeah. and helped my mom, you know, helped my mom and my dad. And so, you know, it was like, well, what's going to, what, what, what is going to, what could happen to them? If I yeah. do something like, especially with COVID, it's like, I want to make sure that I don't get anything and I don't give it to my mom. Exactly. It's like I. It's like if if I'm sick, I didn't want to be around my dad because I didn't want him to get. You know, there's yeah. There's these things that when you're in that position, you do. It's just like with your son. It's like you want to make sure that that it, he's okay. That yeah. you don't do anything to harm him. It's like you're not. And and there's things. There's things. It's like you get a cold. You don't n- intentionally want to yeah. give that to somebody. But there's also that thing that I think of. It's like, well, I really don't want that to happen. So I'm going to err on the uh, yeah. on th- of caution. Think about what my actions are going to do. And um, you know, not that I don't. I, it's not like I'm. You know, like I'm a saint. There's no way I'm not a saint. There are many things that I, that I, that, um, yeah, there's many things that I've, that I've done, but I, you know, now as an adult, I also am, um, I get tired a lot (laughs) faster. I don't want to, there's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. You know, people are like, let's go out and party. I'm like, sure. Does it end at nine? Because yeah. I want to, you know, I'll be in my pajamas at nine. If, if, if we're ready, if, you know, if we have to go out after nine, um, I better be playing music. That's, yeah. that's kind of yeah. how it there's is. Gotta it's like, purpose. there's going to be something. And so, yeah, so it's. So yeah. your, your mom, you and your mom have been doing, has it been like an annual? Yeah, since. Uh, Walkabout. Yeah. yeah. We, since dad, dad passed. In May of eighteen, and then that August or September, we uh, we went on a road trip. He said it was his. It was his. Yeah. It was his wish. It was he wanted to say. He's like, don't sit around like I did for the last little bit. He goes, go and see the world before you can't, and before you can't see it anymore. Have you been going at that same kind of time of year? We do. We um we have um. 
we we went our first trip it was it was just tent camping and and little hotels and little mom mom mm-hmm. and pop kind of places we went up to uh went and saw family and then we went to we went and did some of the national parks yeah had to you know ha- i had to see rushmore and I I had to see the Badlands. And is, is that when your your photo bug started getting ignited, or had you been doing yeah, that before? Yeah, it did. It was that, and all I had was my was my phone, my camera yeah. phone. Yeah. You know, so some on my phone. Stuff. And then uh, after that, that's when I got my first camera, and nice. I was like, and now now I've got two cameras. Ooh, ooh! I really do need to get some good lenses though, because they're because <laughs> my other my the bundle lenses have like starting you to know, yeah shake. But you know what? But I, that, those are what I use. I was going to say, it'll just make it that much better. It, mm-hmm. it kind of drives me nuts when I see people who, and you know, more power to them, they got the budget, mm-hmm. who can go out and get stuff way better than mine mm-hmm. and then go, okay, can you show me how to use this? Yeah. No, I'll show you how to use the $50 lens, yeah. not the $1,500 lens. Yes. If it that, is. if you, you let me loan it to me for six months, mm-hmm. I'll learn, and it. then I'll shoot. Yeah, and then then it's you'll just... forget that it was there, <laughs> and then then you'll see me with it and go, did did I buy? Is that it? Um, so you're gearing up for the 2020 road trip with mom in the late summer, early fall, mm-hmm. and you start booking. You had a you had a, a a busy spring and summer lined up, huh? Uh, last year, yeah, yeah, what I didn't did, happen. and it didn't happen, and um, and that was, you know, it, it actually, I feel like it was it, it being able to get out, mm-hmm. um, and be on the road. It it got the my photography bug. It, like I yeah. was able to, I was able to kind of switch from playing music to creating photography and i was and i was also right i was writing all the time like that, yeah, about where i was and all that stuff so but before you guys left, when did you leave in 20 was it the same time period like august yeah. september so yeah. that first four five six months mm-hmm. of covid and of mm-hmm. course what were you doing what was going through your mind were you were you writing new stuff were you what what was happening with you how did you how did you deal with it you know what I, 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 I really can't remember. It was just it was being. Just, it was just being. Yeah. It was just. It was just like you know. I was cooking a lot. Um, I was, yeah, d- watching a lot of movies. Uh, I, 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 I think I took the. I, you know, it was. It was taking the time to just kind yeah. of, kind of go over exactly what I want to do with my life. Um, and then there, then there were certain ports like June, they opened up. And so I was able to play like a show and then they closed it yeah. down. And then it was like, oh, okay. Now I stop play. teasing. And then, me. yeah. And then it was like, and then I got back from, from the, from the trip. And then I'm like played for like two or three shows. And then it was like nothing. Like it was, yeah. it was just really this, it was just this sporadic kind of thing. And, um, yeah, and so then it got to a point where it's like, oh, I, uh, this year I've done a couple of trips, my so, by, solo oh, nice. trips as well. So. Now, so you, you come back, you got a couple of gigs, and then you got, you caught then we COVID got, then in we got December? COVID, yeah. Walk me through it. What, what, what were the, what were the, the symptoms? Because I know, or how did I know get? some people who got it, and it was, that ah, was like a pretty bad cold, it was yeah. like a flu, and then other people who... You know, six weeks 
in the ICU. Oh yeah, no, I'm luckily. Unfortunately, I know a few who who did not survive. So what was it like for you guys, for both you and your mom? And again, if you don't want to bring your mom into the conversation, no, that's fine. It was. um, I. Did you know you had it when you started getting sick? Oh yeah, I knew I had it because what happened is that like I started getting, getting the the fever and the brain fog that's like the worst and then and then it's the all of a sudden like all your muscles start to atrophy it's like they like Ooh. you can't you it's like you can't move them it feels like you've got arthritis in like every part of your body and it's like you 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 try to sleep and then you wake up and you're just like popping like you it's just you're everything just pain yeah um and then insomnia and there's a thing uh and then there's the insomnia i had the insomnia and the headache and mom got the fever and the aches and the the brain fog and all that and then she got the cough i didn't get cough um because I were I have a CPAP machine. Um, so for you, it was more all internal. It didn't manifest itself in the bronchial I, as much. I I did it did I did feel it like breathing. Is, yeah. and it's still difficult. Um, like walking up the stairs, I'm just like going. So so as this started to hit you, did mm-hmm. you go in and get tested and yeah. get or like right away? Did you give it a little bit? Uh, well, I waited. I had to wait a couple of days because I wasn't sure if I if where to get tested. Gotcha. That was the hard part. It's like where do I get tested? And so of course we went through the the drive through over by the dollar store. Yeah, <laughs> and I I went through there that several thing. times. Yes, <laughs> I went uh, went to there. Um, and that was fun. I'm like, yeah. And mom went with me. And I, I had it, and then she didn't get. She did. She came back negative. And then the next day, she was as bad as I was on the first day. And so, it was this thing. I think I. I think for me, it didn't. I was able to get through it a lot faster. Yeah. Um, because I had to get up and take care and make sure mom was okay. Um. And so, yeah, it was, but it, it took two weeks. It was two weeks um, or more. And that, and I, and it just, it just messes with your head. It yeah. just, because you have this brain fog. But the one thing that did come out of it that I look at as a positive, though, is if I ever want to audition for a zombie movie <laughs> as a zombie i can do the zombie walk like <laughs> no uh, nobody's business and i know how to moan cuz that's how it is like uh, and you're dragging your feet oh yeah. my gosh it i do down. i got it down because covid gave that to me um and it was just like i was just like okay i got to move i don't want to but my my muscles feel better, but they don't want to move like normal. It's just crazy. So Man. yeah. Now I, because of like I said, because of my work, my my Monday through 
Sunday night work. I was going to say Monday through Friday, but it's never Monday through Friday. <laughs> my all day, every day work. Mm-hmm. I come in contact with a lot of people. I always mm-hmm. have that's you know events yeah. and meetings and the school district mm-hmm. and town hall and all that yeah. stuff. Um, I knew even though we closed like all our offices, we would still go in for meetings and we would have different things and. Some of it were a lot of it we were doing on Zoom, but there's a lot that you just can't that were yeah. done interactively mm-hmm. uh, in person. So I just decided I was going to make sure. And, and then with my wife still going to work into mm-hmm. her office every single day. Mm-hmm. My son was at home with me. Same things. Didn't mm-hmm. want to catch something that I passed down to him or get something from him, although he wasn't really in contact with people. Mm-hmm. I just, I wanted to make sure that, that we were as protected as possible. So the masks were on, gloves, hand sanitizers, mm-hmm. whatever we needed to do within contact. Yeah. And then, you know, staying away as much as I can. But every single year, twice a year mm-hmm. since I was six, yeah, I get really bad bronchitis mm-hmm. twice a year yep. without fail. Once in the fall, once in the spring. Yep. And it usually knocks me out for... Four, five, six, seven days sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I just assumed it was going to be the worst year ever for me mm-hmm. with this going around. Mm-hmm. And then I check every single box for at risk for COVID, mm-hmm. overweight, sedentary, old, inactive, in contact with people, always different people, everything I mm-hmm. click. So I just, not even joking, I assumed I would get it first. Mm-hmm. In the first round, it would hit me hard, and hopefully I would recover from it. Yeah. So I started getting tested when I would before large meetings, after large meetings. Mm-hmm. Have insurance. It was all covered. Yeah. So I'd do the drive through instant test. They would test it. And mm-hmm. I got to recognize some of the faces. That, hey, weren't you here last week? Weren't you mm-hmm. here two weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. Test me again. Always came back negative. Mm-hmm. And then I started hitting... Right around March, April is when I get my spring bronchitis, and I mm-hmm. didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, that's because we're not in contact with so many people. Mm-hmm. I'm not at the schools with the snotty-nosed mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. Then fall came around. I says, I'm going to get it bad. This And we started, things started loosening up a little bit, yeah. September, October. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it bad. Didn't get a, a mm-hmm. single thing. Yeah. And then the Monday night before the Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. I started getting that feeling in my chest, mm-hmm. and I started getting a fever. Now, I'm all, even when they were zapping us to go into buildings, Yeah, n- what is it, 98, yeah. six, 98, yeah. four, whatever it is, I'm always like a degree or two under that. Yeah. So when I'm at 98, 99, I'm burning up. Yeah. And that's normal for other people. That's yeah. When, and I started getting a sweat and a fever, and mm-hmm. my throat started closed. I said, ah, I got it. Yeah. I must have got it. Mm-hmm. So that morning, I, I wake up Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. and I was not feeling good enough to drive to Prescott. Yeah. So I went to a clinic in Chino, not too far from my house, yep. and they said, "Ah, you know, sir, we don't have the rapid test. We're going to do a, a, a we're it's still a nasal swab, but we, we won't get the results back for a couple of days." Mm-hmm. So they did the test, and then he goes, "Ooh, holiday. It's Tuesday." He says, if you're positive, we'll let you know tomorrow. If you're not positive, we won't let you know for a few days. I said, well, so if I don't hear from you tomorrow, I'm fine? They go, well, not necessarily. (laughs) What we need you to do is quarantine yourself until you get the results back. Yeah. So if it's positive, you'll know tomorrow. 
Yeah. But if we don't call you tomorrow, stay quarantined until mm-hmm. we get back to you. And we don't never plan anything for holiday weekends. I don't like to travel, so I was just going to stay home anyway. So I yeah. get home, uh-huh. tell my wife. I call my wife at work. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm quarantining in our bedroom. Mm-hmm. Got a bathroom right there in quarantine. The rest of the house is for you and Anthony. Mm-hmm. He's already getting his stuff, his toothbrush and everything out of that bathroom, putting it in the other one. We're going to scrub everything down. He's going to stay in his side. I'm going to stay in mine. I'm going to stay in my bedroom. Yeah. She goes, well, how, when are you going to get there? I said, I'll oh, probably not. I give her what the doctor said. Probably mm-hmm. tomorrow. So I wake up, go to bed, feeling garbage that Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I wake up Wednesday feeling perfect. Mm-hmm. And they don't call. Yeah. And now I'm catching up on movies. I got a couple mm-hmm. of books. I'm relaxing. <laughs> and she goes, well, you're fine. They didn't call you. We're good to go. Right? She said, nope. They said quarantine until I get the results back. I was fine that entire weekend. Uh-huh. All f- until Monday. And I'm feeling great. Uh-huh. And then they call and say, nope, you're negative. I'm like, couldn't you have waited another week yeah. and give me the results? <laughs> give me that. I was fine. Uh-huh. But I got rest. Yeah. And normally I would have kept working yeah. in other years. Mm-hmm. And that Monday night, Tuesday would have stretched to two weeks. So I had 24 hours of feeling like garbage. And then I slept eight hours a day, which I never do. Yeah. 12 sometimes. Mm-hmm. I watch movies. I watch TV. I yeah. read books. It was great. Yeah. And I was fine. Then when I went, mm-hmm. I got the vaccine in, in February and again in March, the second mm-hmm. round in March. Yep. I kept waiting. Everybody says, you're going to mm-hmm. be. You're going to be sick. It's going to, the vaccine's going to knock mm-hmm. you out. Not, not a single thing. Oh, it knocked me. It knocked mom and I out. Like, the vaccine? Yeah. This is, this is what, may, hopefully this will make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Then that means you guys are really healthy. Oh, yeah. It makes, it, we, we feel like we are like, we can just run through the fields. Well, of, this, but, this but is, it helps, uh, yeah. This is my thinking. Mm-hmm. I, some pro athletes I know, mm-hmm. some coaches for the local schools and colleges, firefighters, the people that are the epitome of health mm-hmm. were knocked out by the vaccine. Yeah. The way I look at it is when I got the vaccine and in my simple brain, mm-hmm. they're injecting me with a little bit of poison to fight the big poison. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Who knows? But my body got that vaccine and said, this is probably the healthiest thing you've put in us in 25 years. <laughs> no reaction whatsoever. Uh-huh. So the way I look at it is if you got knocked out by the vaccine, that means your body's working. Yeah. My body, I could shoot it with arsenic and it would go, eh, <laughs> this is nothing. We know what you've done. So it, there was zero reaction to anything. And I kept waiting. I was like, oh, I'm getting the vaccine tomorrow. I better clear the calendar for three days. So yeah. I did. And I'm like, uh-huh. nothing. Yeah, That's fine. It, it was it was two days. We had Well, uh, three days. Because you get the vaccine and then the next day you get it. And it was two days. And and it for me, I was like, oh, my God. I don't want to get this again. <laughs> I don't want to get this again. This is really, this this sucks. And then two days later, I'm like, oh, it, it's over. Okay. And mom, ha- mom, I think mom had a little harder time yeah. with it. And that just threw her for a loop she's like i already had it now i have and i'm like mom it's it's vaccine it's okay and we we you know we got it and and we feel like you know hey we we can now travel well not really (laughs) bulletproof but it's it's that point where it's like now we can do things um that we that we that we were doing before like we can now you know, on on the trip that we're going to be taking, we want it. We want to uh, 
our our trip we want to go to Maine. And so in Ruby? In Ruby. Yeah. And one of the things is like we would really like to be able to drive up through Canada because of yeah. the way we were we were doing it. And we find out that they might be opening the border like the middle of August and we're like, "Oh great. So we'll be heading out oh, nice. soon after that." And so we're like, "Okay, well, we've been vaccinated, so we, now we have we have our car. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, and I know they're going to be sticklers about everything. And I'm yeah. like, look at that. We can do this, and now we can go to a place that we've never been before, yeah. and know that we're going to be we're, that we'll be cautious just because you ha- you 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 had yeah. As you know, I'm a very cautious person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a courteous per no <laughs> very courteous. But um so that we can do that. And um yeah, so it's it's it but yeah, some it it's just it's just crazy. It's just a crazy thing. So from the quarantine, from the sickness, mm-hmm. from the missing gigs, mm-hmm. from being able to go out on the road a little bit yeah. uh in between mm-hmm. Uh, any new songs come out of that, or are they still in the working stage? I think that some of them are working stage. I, I, a lot of the, I did two trips this year, March and was it March and April or March and May or something like that? Yeah, March and April. I took one trip and then came back and then went back because mm-hmm. I had to get my second vaccine. Um, and I, I don't know if I really wrote a lot of music. I wrote a lot of like stories do, and about do, where I was, where I was at, and the. So when that. you when you write those like short story form essay type things, are they working their way to a novel? What's or do you know yet? Yeah, I I, I don't know. It just it's just about how I feel, what I, what what I'm doing for the day, where you know. The energy that's around yeah. me, however, it's it's just journaling, and then have it turns you, into. Have you always done that? Is that something that, or is that something new for you? I, you know what, I have, and then like co- during during COVID, I mean during the big quarantine kind of thing, I didn't do, I didn't write. I was just really it kind of shut me down on yeah. on a lot of things. Um, yeah, and I think we all need that. We we a do. Recharge. We we needed a recharge, and I think that's. I, I if I'm going to take anything out of it, I'm going to say it. It did. It allowed people to go. Okay. Yeah. Even though it was scary for most people. Well, why do you think it, that is? Why do you think we did that as a society? Took a breather. I have my own thoughts on it. I was curious. I I think that we just. I think is uh, uh, in this country. I mean, in other countries, they have they have time. They're given. They're allowed time to be able to relax, Whether be able be to a go siesta, on sabbatical. Yeah, maybe a uh, holiday or yeah. something like that. That they can do. They know every year they can do that, and that um, you know, here we don't have that. We here feel guilty we, when we're. Taking time off. We, well, we we we're 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 we've been kind of programmed into yeah. this. Oh wait, you have to work. 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 
and 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 I think with the the, the with the pandemic and the stay at home orders and all that stuff, I think people one learned that they like yeah they like being able to be home with their kids or they like to be home and be able to relax they can work from home like they can set their own hours if they wanted to or it's just just relax like yeah. there is there also i think we've learned this like we do not have any control over anything in this world besides ourselves and we you know we we have to have that time to 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 recharge reset all that stuff but it also showed us that the 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 people who we always said yeah they they work at this you know they're doing this the what the people who being a little bit political, but it's like people who who is like, oh, that person doesn't deserve this because this is this doesn't take anything. This isn't like a you have to go to college for. Yeah. This is just manual. This is just this labor force and everything that we realize that oh my god, they are an essential worker we, and they exactly. they you know the the grocery stores and the just the people who work at the gas station. I mean any. Anything, at the, the service organization, the, servi- the service, yeah, services industry, yeah, they they became, uh, like, oh my god, we yeah. need them. We realize that we need them. We need people who can work. You know, it's like we need people who can work in the fields to pick to get our food. Yeah, our food. It, it all of that, and I feel like it, that people are realizing that. In in a way that we haven't thought of before. I hope it continues that mindset because yeah. I, I that's one of the things I I, I realized too, mm-hmm. for myself to mm-hmm. go oh when you walk in to a, a store a grocery store a department store a, mm-hmm. you know a Costco a Walmart whatever and you're you get emotional seeing somebody putting things on the shelf that you need. Mm-hmm. And you'd never give it a second thought before because it's always there. Mm-hmm. And when not only is it that I've had to plan this trip to the store mm-hmm. so that I'm not out needlessly. So mm-hmm. now I'm combining four trips when normally I'd jump in the car and go, I'll get that. Yeah. I'll go back tomorrow. I'll go back. Mm-hmm. And when it is weird sideline story, the tangents that we always go mm-hmm. on this podcast when I started seeing my son, when I quarantined, mm-hmm. the bad side effect was when I would look up and see him poking his head in because mm-hmm. it was so strange for him to be at home with me and mm-hmm. we couldn't be in the same room. Yeah. Or we chose not to be in mm-hmm. the same room, I should say. Yeah. Or when the everyday things we did, the association we had with our close friends mm-hmm. and our family members is now happening on zoom yeah for those now it's kind of normal it became the new quote unquote normal Mm -hmm. but those first few weeks watching a 10 year old brain try and process this yeah and then one which one day particular and i know who it is she's a friend of ours Mm -hmm. 
put out a something on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm at Costco and they're stocking toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of it. And the idea of when paper goods weren't available is dumbfounded me yeah. to no end. Yeah. And the mentality of let's buy 10 of something that we normally would buy one of. Yeah. Just so you can't get it. I need it. Yeah. Was frustrating and scary that people would act like that. Certain people would act like that. Yeah. But when I got that text, or excuse me, when I saw that post, mm-hmm. and then I texted her, I says, hey, are you there now? Or did I not see this from yesterday? Yeah. She goes, no, I'm here now. And I looked at my son, and we had a, way too much information. I'm going to, we had two rolls of toilet paper in the house, mm-hmm. and none of the stores in Chino had any. Yeah. And I looked at him, I says, hey, let's go for a ride. We're going to Costco. He goes, why? I said, and I said who it was. I said, she she just texted me. They got toilet paper. He looked at me. He goes, he was so excited. It was like I was buying him Legos. Yeah. He goes, let's go. Mommy's going to be happy. Let's go. So we went shopping to buy toilet paper, mm-hmm. and it was the highlight of the week. Yeah. And on the way home, I about cried. I was like, is this what we've come to? This? What, yeah. How ridiculous is this? Yeah. That was early on. That was mm-hmm. like April, May. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, you know what? I started carving out blocks of days. I said, yeah. me and you are going to the river. Yeah. Me and you are going to the, the lake. We're going to go to the forest and just goof around. Yeah. And we started doing that way more than we were. Yeah. And it made me sit back and go, we are now having to, we're forced to sit at home mm-hmm. and watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. And that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is it when we don't have, when, when on an everyday basis in other parts of the world and in parts of this country, mm-hmm. people are going, we don't have food for the next three days. And that's mm-hmm. an all day, everyday thing. Yeah. We don't have clean water. Mm-hmm. Not only do we not have toilet paper, we don't have plumbing. Mm-hmm. And that's what people have been dealing with for decades yeah. and generations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we're going, oh, we have to go to school on Zoom and we only can watch Netflix. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, like really? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's the worst. Oh my God. Again, not trying to downplay no. the sickness and yeah. the virus and but the struggles. Yeah. And especially the emotional struggles people are going through. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to trivialize no. that. No. But I'm saying, what a wake up call that is when we go, oh, we're under quarantine and living a hundred times better than so many people on this planet. Oh yeah. So many people on this planet who go every day happy. Yeah. Because they're not worried about yeah. how come their cell phone doesn't get fast speed internet. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, okay, we this is not so bad. Mm-hmm. We can make the best of this. Yeah. And that simple little text about toilet paper at Costco mm-hmm. was a switch that went off in my brain and I says, Oh no, 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 no. I'm looking at this all wrong. This is no more poor us. This is yeah. okay. Now we get to go to the river tomorrow when I normally would have been chasing jobs yeah. or or going and doing a podcast yeah. or going to a live show or whatever. Mm-hmm. The things that I make my money on, but mm-hmm. now I can say, oh, no, no. You know what? I don't need to make that money today. I can do it tomorrow. We're going to the river. Yeah. And we did that. Yeah. Twice, three times a week going to a swimming hole or a river and finding things that you've known about because they're in your backyard Mm -hmm. growing up here that I never explored because I've always been working. Mm -hmm. 
I, I, I agree. That's, I, I that's too a, much. Well, no, no, <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I, it's the same way for me about traveling. It's like we, it was. That wake up call from your dad. Like, it, get was a, out. it was a wake up call of my dad to get out, but it was also this, you know, being cooped up. Yeah. And then going, well, I can be cooped up in another state. I yeah. can be I could be out in the mountains. I can go and experience something and I don't have to be I don't have to sit. I mean that's why I mean I I've I've realized that there's a lot of people out there that are RVing now because of yeah. because of the COVID. The nomad life. The nomad life. Um and and there's you know, there's two people there's there's a lot of I can talk about that yeah. for for hours. But um but it was it was that that I can, I need to, you know, I, I can get out and see the world, even though I, I live, you know, in a 10 by, Ruby. you know, six and a half, seven foot van, you know, box truck, um, that, you know, I, luckily, I mean, I have a composting toilet. I, that, that to me is, I got, Genius. I was high, I was high <laughs> class when I, you know, cause Mom and I were traveling with just a buck, you know, a honey bucket, you know, that's what we were doing. Um but it it did. It it allow it you know, it it COVID did allow for people to go out and see the beauty of what our world is and it's what we were doing before we had yeah, the technology. Exactly. It was what we all did. It was just like, "Oh, hey, you know, I uh, you know, I'll I'm, I'll play a song here about I, that I wrote about my dad, um, and that was on the first trip that we that we took. I wrote wrote a song yeah. for him, and it kind of talks about well, that let, too. Let's hear that now, okay. and then uh, we'll come back and talk about Ruby. Okay. And more silver lining. I, I joke about I t- talk about this on stage, the plus sides of COVID. And one of them for me was with all this hand sanitizing, it, it made a smelling like vodka at 8 a.m. acceptable. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. And the other ones are the creatives out there like yourself who, who took an opportunity to either reflect on on what was going through your mind and your heart and put it to either music or paint or canvas or film or chips or whatever medium we're recording on at yeah. any given point. Yeah. So what's the title of this song? It's called Time to Go. Touch my face, saying, "Child, I love seeing that." 
That was great. Yeah. I wrote that in Duck Creek, Utah. On your first trip out? On our first trip out. It was just toward the end of us coming home, and uh, Mom was was still sleeping, and I got up early and watched the sunrise and and started a little fire in the little... They didn't have a... My eye. Uh, they didn't have a fire pit, so they had like a grill. So uh-huh. I started a little, I had a little bit of, I had to start a little fire and made coffee. And that just came to me. It was oh, just man. this thing. And I just wrote it and was like, wow, that's going to be a good song. <laughs> I just <laughs> love it. Um, dad was with me. That Yeah. My dad was there. So he that's was fantastic. really happy about that. So. Yeah. Was he a musical guy himself or? No, he he was he was an artist. He was yeah. an artist. He was a plumber, he was um stained Obviously glass artist. A a builder. A builder we're, we're he in was in the house that he built. Yes, he built this One house. One of them. Yeah. Um and uh but he he created a lot of things. He was very yeah. very creative and um he was he was the guy that um he showed me the the love of the earth and seeing places and finding the beauty in this. You know, we 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 used to go arrowhead hunting a lot, mm-hmm. um, and so he would just if he found something, even if it wasn't arrow, he would just look at it and go, "Look at this." The appreciation this of the most beautiful thing. He'd pick up. He could pick up a grain of sand and just be like, "Do you know how long it took to get this?" Like. Can you believe, and, and that's, those are things that, that just, he instilled in me was just, that was, was traveling and my, and his mom was just as, was just as influence. I mean, she was the first feminist that I think I ever (laughs) met. You know, she raised five kids and at like 55, she, she went out to, talk to my my grandfather she's like you know i've done my i've done my job i've done what i was supposed to do i raised my kids i took care of everything it's i i need my time now and so she's like i'm gone for a month i'm gonna go hiking and camping if i don't come back in a month please send a search (laughs) party for me you know, she kind of told him kind so of the vicinity. My intention isn't to leave. My intention is to go and explore. Yes, and come back and be that. And so she, I mean, she hiked the Grand Canyon like three three to four times a year, and she's hiked every kind of trail that's, you know, the Appalachian Trail and the, oh, wow. all these trails, anything in the United States. And then at 75, she went to New Zealand and hiked New Zealand by herself. Oh, my goodness. And so... 
I have so so the traveling explorer bug is. Just, <laughs> I think it's just been well. instilled in me um, through no, them. And no so, vaccine for that, other than getting on the road. Yeah, no. So it's just getting on the road, which brings so. us to. Ruby. My my Ruby. Tell us yes. a little bit about it. We talked about it on radio, but let's give it for okay. the podcast listeners. Ruby is an old Air Force tarmac vehicle that um, my mom found online, and it was in Modesto, California. They had a couple of these Air Force tarmac vehicles. And they now, what, all, what does that mean? What, tarmac? An Air like, Force, it, it, it was, it was ju- it just idled on the tarmac for... Um, the for the crew could stay in while they were doing maneuvers, gotcha, and then they would okay. come out, and they would do, and then they could then they could go back, stay warm. Um, it had a heater in it and all that stuff, and so, um, but it didn't, you know, it idled. It really didn't now, have a whole lot of miles on it's it. It's a you said two thousand and eleven. 10. 2010 uh-huh. does not look like a two thousand ten for for no other reason than just the it, it's not what you would look at like you wouldn't normally see this driving down the road no so it has a a it is it very, has an old soul i think it, is what, <laughs> is what it I'm does to it does it's it you know when we first got it it had nothing on it was with nothing on it and uh it almost looks like an, a large ambulance style that's got it, the box yeah, on the it kind of is that or it could have been a paddy wagon or something like that <laughs> um we had it was funny we were driving one time and the, the we were driving through some neighborhood and like all of a sudden everyone like got out of the way. Like <laughs> you could see him moving to the sides. And I was like, what's the matter? And I was like, and then I'm like, I think we look like some sort of police vehicle. <laughs> You're here on an official capacity. We're on an official and capacity. And they're like, no, we're not, we're not going to be a part of this. Um, but um, yeah, so we, we found Ruby, I went and dro- I I rented a car and drove to Modesto yeah. and got. And, why why and Ruby? What? Ruby is okay. Um, my dad's favorite TV show um, was Longmire. Yep. Um, have you ever seen oh, Longmire? Yeah, yeah. And he would sit and watch. He would sit actually. What did he drink Rainier? Right there, he would sit in that 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 recliner, and you guys won't even know. It's just a, it's a maroon. Uh, leather recliner that he had and we would watch he would sit and watch uh longmire um all while doing something with his hands yeah either making jewelry or i don't know cracking nuts or i don't know anything that he could do he would be doing that and he'd watch longmire and on our first trip we went to buffalo wyoming and we walked into the visitor center and there's just posters all around of Longmire, we're like, like, so it wasn't intention. You, you just that happened to be your stop. Yeah, no, yeah, you didn't go to the Longmire stop. No, we didn't. We didn't go. We were going. Actually, I was going because they were giving. We when we left, um, um, the um, Mount Rushmore, um, and we went. We were going to go to Devil's Tower, Mm -hmm. um, and we stopped. That's the uh, Close Encounters. Close Encounters, visual kind, yes. Amazing place. We had a great, I, I could tell you a story. I just, we could just keep doing this forever. <laughs> um, but we stopped at the visitor center and they gave us this map of all the places that in the state that you can get these stickers. They had stickers for each county or whatever. And yeah. I was like, and that's something that I love. I, you can 
my my whole entire Your case case yeah. has on the front and it's just stickers. And so I was like, oh, we gotta go. So we went and we went to a few places and went, oh my god, this place is okay. But then we stopped in Buffalo, Wyoming, and we we went in and we we're like, yeah, we want to get stickers. And then it's like. Why do you have all these Longmire things? It's like, oh yeah, Craig Johnson, who writes the books, is from here. Oh. And I'm like, and my mom and I looked and we're like, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, if you go into town, there's a there they have they his wife, Judy, has a has a store here and and you know, you can go into town. We're like, what? <laughs> and so, and then they're like, "Yeah." All and you they need even, is dad's recliner. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then they're like, "Yeah." Well, we and we they, we even have Longmire days, and we're like, "What?" <laughs> like that's kind of how it was sounding the whole entire time. And so, um, the 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 woman at the at, behind the desk was like, "Yeah, um, they have Longmire days, like." You know Craig Johnson, and then his friend uh, Marcus Red Thunder, who he he um, he used as a template yeah, for for, for Henry Standing Bear, um, and then and then all the cast comes, or most of the cast yeah. will come, and and then it's like five days of just fun, and I'm like, what? <laughs> And then, and we we looked it up, and we had just missed it by like two weeks. Um, we hadn't left. We didn't. We didn't leave early enough. But um, but we were like, okay, we're going next year. And so we. This was in 2018. And so, um, we that year we didn't have Ruby, and then we got Ruby, and we 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 had. I I had named certain thing certain items that I have after Longmire characters. <laughs> um, I had found a, a a knife that that was exactly the same knife that Walt had in mm -hmm. the show, and I was like, okay, you're Walt. And then I found this little tiny purple little knife that I carry. I have it's in my pocket right now. I this little knife, and this is Vic. <laughs> and and then um and sorry and then of course um my 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 dog my little cutie pie dog is named Henry Standing Bear and then we were in the mom and I were camping in the Bighorn Mountains that just over that just overlook Buffalo uh -huh. Wyoming and I said we got to name her we got to name, name the van. And we were like going over names. And I'm like, Ruby, Ruby. Because Ruby always kept Walt going and kept him in line mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And I'm like, and Ruby's that, that rock that kept that office going. And I'm like, that's Ruby. <laughs> so, that's, so we have Ruby. And, um, and Ruby is just awesome. I just, I love her. And... And I, and the great thing is is on we went in 2019, two Longmire days, and um, I found out that they had a talent show that people who were coming to the thing could could audition mm -hmm. for this talent show. What were, were there parameters like? 
based around the show or just no, in- it was okay. just it was just anybody could it, it was a talent show and it was hosted by Luann Stevens who plays Ruby <laughs> and and I auditioned I auditioned I was like oh my god there's Ruby and she's like how are you know she was just awesome came up and gave me a big hug I was like oh my god God, that was the best hug. Um, <laughs> besides, Robert Taylor gives really good hugs as well. <laughs> um, and Katie Sackoff and all of them. Really everyone there uh, in in that, um, in the whole entire cast was awesome. And so I uh, I played a song and, because um, he's like, it, well, it had to be five minute songs. As you can tell, I do not really write <sighs> five minute songs. Um, Darren Mahoney always said, he goes, there's two types of songwriters. There's the cliff notes and the novelists. And I'm a novelist (laughs) because I have to have everything going the way it is. But so I wrote, so I had a song that I had written, um, a while back, um, called tearing down history and I auditioned and I made the, I made it and I had so much fun, and the great thing about it is that the cast is the judges. Oh, wow. So I had a whole cast in front of me, and you know, that's kind of, that's kind of intimidating. I was going to say that. What, but that. I have to say, it, it, it was fine because I got to meet most of them before gotcha. <laughs> the thing, and uh, I, played, I played my song, Tearing Down History, and... Uh, and I won. I won oh, the talent show. Wow. I am the 2019 Longmire <laughs> Days talent show winner, grand prize, grand winner. Um, and I won. And it only gets better from there because now you're on the Mile High show. So yes, what's next? I am, the Emmys? Bam! I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Grammys? Could be <laughs> Grammys right now. And so, um, yeah. So I won, and I won a. I won Luann's. Um, copy of a script called uh, Thank You Victoria and it is probably it was one of my favorite episodes on the show Um, I won't give any it it had to do with um, Chance Gilbert and the whole there was you know a shootout kind of thing Mm -hmm. and it was great and I loved it it was one of my favorite favorite episodes and so I got the whole cast to sign it and all of that and I just I just and I I just and for that one day every I would walk down I walked down the street afterwards and like you're the one that won the television (laughs) you're the one and I walked into the Occidental Hotel which is part of yeah. a Durant and everything, and um, and Robert Taylor and Adam Bartley, who plays the Ferg, uh, were like and uh, they were they were bartending, and they just went Becky, and they we had drinks together and oh, and danced. How and cool is that? I just it was the best thing, and um, and then COVID hit, and then this year there's not a lot of people going because of COVID still. Yeah, yeah. And so hopefully by next year we'll be able to go. Um, but yeah, so that's how, that's how we got Ruby. I mean, we named Ruby. I know Very. I'm, 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 I know you're looking at your, I'm like, no, no, is. that's right. I, I, like I said before, I'm, I'm the guy that wears that as well. <laughs> I'm waiting for your mom to run me off the porch. Here. Oh no. She, now she the whole won't. reason, no, not the whole reason. Mm-hmm. I just haven't talked to you in a while. 
But one of the major reasons we wanted to sit down and record, mm-hmm. we haven't even touched on yet. Yeah. So let's talk Becky Fest very quick, and then I'll let you go. Becky Fest, August yes. 8th, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. at Mark's Beer Garden. Yeah. The genesis of Becky Fest, we covered it on radio, but talk, yeah. tell the listeners um, now. It, was, it, was, it started in 2011. Um, I... I had gone to open mics and saw a lot of female artists playing, but never saw them playing actual gigs. And so I, uh, so I got a gig on September 11th of 2011 at Carrie Co- uh, Joe's. I invited friends, t- uh, those women, to come and play. And um, a friend of mine, uh, Trudy Lacey, um, she was like this was awesome and she's like we got to name it it's like she's like they were they were naming like lilith something yeah, and i yeah. was like and then you know becky lilith and i'm like no that doesn't work <laughs> you know, whatever and she said becky fest and i was like okay it fits it, it, fits. it goes <laughs> together and so um so there's a real way to really showcase female talent yeah Female and, singer songwriters and performers. Yeah, in Prescott, in Northern Arizona, in you know, in in the state. Um, you know, we've we were. I was doing it once a month for four years, um, and it got, it got. Um, it was hard because it was just me, yeah, yeah. just me doing it. You know how it is when you're just mm-hmm. like it's like oh hey, um, and then I then I kind of did it every other month, and then I had I. I I needed to focus on my my you know my music yeah. and all that and dad and everybody that and becomes then, a full time job is putting yeah. on even a monthly show yes. when it comes to wrangling the talent and mm-hmm. coordinating and finding the venue yeah. and then setting the lineup which can be a nightmare all in itself it can yeah. it can be and we have a great lineup this year who do you got. Do you oh, have them off the top of your head? I, you uh, we, have, we have, okay. we have, we uh, have Lori McDonald, um, Stella Laura. We have, um, we have Susan Kelly from Salt of the Earth, uh, and Anne Marie Schimberg, um, and Darren Mahoney will be playing. Will be at 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 Becky it, Fest as well. So there's going to be others. There's going to be gonna others. Be some guys in there's there. There's going to be guys. But this is really this is, showcasing. It's all about women fronted music. Is really what it is. So we have. Um, uh, and we, I'm, we got I'm pulling peaceful, up Becky Fest peaceful, now. Just to make peaceful sure. outlaws. Um, Chrissy Mitchell. Deborah Cook, is that right? So we got yep. Lori. Chrissy Mitchell, yourself, Becky Doggy. Yeah. Uh, Susan Kelly, Deborah mm-hmm. Cook, mm-hmm. Anne Marie Schimberg, fantastic. Peaceful Outlaws, mm-hmm. which is Danny Fisher and mm-hmm. Richard yep. Strock. Yep. So you're letting Richard in there. You're letting Darren in there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stella we, Laura, Lori McDonald. Lori McDonald, what a powerhouse she is. Yeah. Just She's in awesome. the whole area, Quad City music scene. Yeah. And out in the Verde and Flag and just. Just the state. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and, and beyond. I mean, she's been. She's done. She, she has done everything in in music, and it is, and we are lucky to have. I'm I'm lucky to have her at Becky yeah. Fest, but I but even just here in Prescott and and the surrounding area, just to have her being able to be here and playing, and just she's just amazing, and 
And and Stella is a an act that needs to be seen. Yes, Stella needs you. You definitely need to come out and see her. She's yeah. She she is passionate. <laughs> no, she's passionate. No, she's she loves what she does, and she does something that I don't know if I could do. I can't. I don't improv very well. I might tell people that I do uh, at my shows. I might say I don't know the song, but I can make one up. Um, but Stella can do it she with with flair. Truly, and it is beautiful. performs without a net. It, and yeah, it's incredible. She jumps and and it's beautiful. Yeah. And um, yeah, so you definitely need to come out and see and. All right, see what's her. this ticket going to run us? It's free. Free. It's a free. Yeah, we're, <laughs> I am going to be doing. I will let everybody know. I am going to be doing. I'm going to be selling wristbands um, for five bucks, and it gives you dollar off your drinks and Got food. It. For the for the whole for the whole show. So thank you for Marks for yeah, uh, for and supporting thank Mark, that. Yeah, and Mark is amazing. I he yeah I've ever since he opened, he's been the most gracious person that I've that I've met. Um, who who just truly has that heart of gold. Uh, and we I think it was 2019 we did uh, we did a Halloween show and. I had I had everyone dress up, and I dressed up as Mark. <laughs> I dressed up as Mark, and then Mark dressed up as me, dressing up as him, and so, and it was it was fabulous. I so I somebody has a picture of us. I'm gonna have to find it, and I can post it on my on my Becky Fest page. But um, yeah, so he's just yeah he's been great, and they just got. They just got a food truck. They can yep. now start having food again, which is fabulous because they ha- he has like some amazing yeah. pulled pork sandwiches that you don't want to miss. Um, his wings, everything. It's just, I'm just so excited to be able to do cool that. It's just a cool place to hang, too. It is. August 8th, 11 a.m., mm-hmm. all just, ages. Free show, mm-hmm. support by buying that wristband yeah. so that you can get a little bit off. Yeah. And I'm gonna guess, and I'm correct me if I'm wrong. The acts that are there will maybe have some releases to sell or some merch or some uh, yes, t-shirt, yes. Whatever. We will have okay. we will have a merch table out um, for everyone, uh, and maybe even just get some autographs um, yeah. because what, you know these these women are amazing. I'm. I am very honored to have them all play. I And I'm going to yeah. mention this again because mm-hmm. it's incredible when you see this lineup and when you see them perform mm-hmm. that this is a free show. Yeah. The, fr- the free is the key word here in mm-hmm. my mind because in this area, Prescott specifically, but even out in the Verde and mm-hmm. and and in Sedona and Flag and in other parts of of the Quad City mm-hmm. area. The first time I ever heard Becky play Mm. was several years ago at that Thursday night open mic that Don Cheek runs at the Birdcage. And it was one after the other that was blowing me away. And in other parts of the country, other parts of the state, that open mic is a paid ticket show. And when you hear the level of artistry coming out of the open mic scene, the free gigs at various places, including Mark's, mm-hmm. at El Charo Norte, at Big Daddy E's, at everywhere. Yeah. When you get a chance to see a lineup like you're going to see on August 8th at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. 
and it's when you hear free show, ah, it's a free afternoon show. It's going to be some yeah. local people playing. No, yeah, no, you are seeing world class musicians play. Yeah. So get out there, buy that wristband. If they're selling merch, buy it. If they've got a tip jar, throw something in yeah. it because the support that not just the music scene, mm-hmm. but specifically on this day, the female music scene yeah. needs to be showcased and it needs to be showcased and appreciated because. Yeah. I, I tell you that, and I, I keep bringing it back, and I mention it to you. I think every time I see you, when I first heard you play at the Birdcage that Thursday night, I was floored. And then the next person comes up, and I was floored again. Mm-hmm. And I don't really remember everybody I saw that night. You really stuck out in my brain, and then we talked a little bit after, and then mm-hmm. continued to talk, yeah. in, you know, as the time went on. Mm-hmm. But just to see and hear what's around here. In, in the Quad City, Tri-City yeah. area, out in the Verde, that you can just stroll into a place in here and here mm-hmm. that all went dark for a year plus. Yeah. And now it's back. It's back. And it's been coming back little by little, yeah. but I think uh, hopefully anyway, you know, you, you hear different reports from different parts of the country and different parts of the world. Yeah. Hopefully we're on the rebound for yeah. good. As long as we use our brains Mm -hmm. and our minds and our hearts to make sure we're doing the right thing. Yeah. Whatever that is for you and your family, whoever's Mm -hmm. listening, I'm not trying to preach to you, not trying to tell you how to live your life, but use your brain. Let's not go through what we had to go through this past year again. I'm not trying to minimize it. What we went through wasn't nearly as bad as what a lot of people had to go through, but the the struggles that a lot of people don't see, the emotional and the uh, and the mental issues that, that we all went through, mm-hmm. and some took it harder than others. Yeah. Let's not do that again. Let's get out, enjoy some music, enjoy some beverages and mm-hmm. some food, and yeah. enjoy each other's company. Yeah. Hey, I, I think we, I don't want to keep you all night, like I said, we'll uh-huh. keep going. But uh, why don't you pick something, whatever you want to play, mm-hmm. and we'll play it through its entirety at the conclusion of this? You know what? Oh, the dogs are out. That's Henry. That's Henry. I'm almost done, Mom. When you told me what Henry's name was, I didn't click the Longmire yeah. connection. His name is Henry Stending Bear. I wrote a song. It's like, Henry Stending Bear. His name is Henry Stending Bear. He don't care. Yep, he's Henry Standing Bear. Are you singing? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this song. This is the Longmire song that I won. Oh, great! So I figured since we talked about it, maybe that's what I should I should sing. So this is called Tearing Down History. I wrote this song in Nashville about what four years ago, three or four years ago. Um. I had uh, I was going to see if my friend Laura Sawasco check out her music, um, and um, I just was walking. I just she had to work, so I was like, I'm just gonna go walk downtown and and was gonna get to Broadway, and I'm just walking, and all of a sudden there's just building crane after building crane. There's like 15 cranes just you know out on in the on the skyline and they were tearing down this this old church and this this just this came to me so it's called tearing down history 
Well, I'll walk around this town as they keep tearing it down. Yeah, they tearing down a building, put another one up. Yeah, they tearing down history to make a buck. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And everyone is building a store as they can To see who can be taller than the other man And they're pounding with hammers, metal and concrete Yeah, they sound like a band of trying to find their beat
make up a Perfect. Perfect ending. <laughs>